Welcome to Relationship Psych, the podcast, helping you understand how love turns to anger and even hate. Through the episodes, you will learn how to transform doomed relationships into exciting, intimate, and long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Amber Dawson. I'm a psychologist, author, and speaker. A few of my favorite things are my husband, Grapes, and my adorable little dog, Briggs. Now let's learn how to create a soul-crushing love that lasts. Hit subscribe in your podcast app so that simply by listening, you can learn to create a strong relationship. My partner has cabin fever. How can I help? Here we are, six tips to help you go from feeling useless to actions you can take. Now I get cabin fever. I just finished... I know everybody's in self-haircut mode. I don't know when you are going to listen to this podcast, but that seems to be what's going on this week. I just did some self-waxing and I'm feeling super grateful that I still have two distinct eyebrows, not three or four. Glad to still have eyebrows after that at-home waxing moment was finished. So let's talk about cabin fever. I'm going to introduce you to Maria and Leo. So Maria was sitting in her living room, looking over at Leo, gazing with adoration as she does, as her heart basically plummeted into her stomach. She saw the dark circles around his eyes and the lifeless look on his face. And with each breath he took, it just seemed like he was slipping further and further away from her. Their home was once filled with laughs and giggles, snuggles and playtime, going out to concerts and dinners and having a great time with friends. But overnight, Leo seemed to close up. He stopped opening up and what was once filled with laughter now was filled with silence. You could hear the crickets in their home. Maria, a type A woman who had control over her career and basically was able to set her mind to things and just get whatever she wanted, was feeling really clueless about how to help the man that she loved, that she adored. And they lived in a small space and she ended up feeling like, oh my gosh, we're together all the time. He's no longer happy to see me. What can we do? And she just wanted to fix it. And the more she tried to fix and talk to Leo, the more he dug in his heels, the more he didn't want to be around her. So here we are, six tips to help your partner through the cabin fever. So the very first thing we talked about with Maria and Leo was setting some boundaries for together time and apart time. And they lived in a really small space. So that meant, you know, one of them going into the bedroom and the other one going in the living room, closing the doors to be apart. Because even the strongest love, yes, distance does make the heart grow fonder at times. I mean, not too much distance and not too far apart because sometimes that just makes the heart go distant. But from time to time, we all need breaks. And sometimes we need more together time and less together time. Now, what's really hard is if you have a higher together time partner and a lower together time partner. The higher together time partner can be left feeling lonely, isolated, frustrated, or rejected, or maybe even like they just don't matter. The thing to remember is if your partner doesn't get the alone time they need, they're going to be feeling like they don't matter. Lonely, frustrated, well, not, not feeling lonely, smothered, controlled. And so it's the delicate balance of figuring out how do you compromise on how much time you need together or how much time you need apart. And so Maria at this time, she was really feeling like she wanted more time, but Leo, 
you know, he wasn't quite being a typical self, but he needed more time apart. And he was able to come towards her with more joy and more laughter and re-engage with her when he got a little bit more of that alone time, making her feel more connected. So once we set those boundaries, it became a little easier for the two of them. Now, when they came together, here's the second thing you do is set a ritual for daily connection. So with Maria and Leo, what happened usually is they would go to work and Leo was often home from work first. And when Maria came home, he would be there and she would put on an effort to come in the door, put her arms around him, smile and ask about his day. No matter what Leo was doing, he would get up and he would come talk to her. But with the introduction of being in the same space and neither person going away to work, they didn't really have a way to reunite a new ritual. So they sat down and they figured out at the end of the day, Maria would go out of their door and she would come back in like usual and they would work on doing their same greeting they did before. So that daily ritual for connection allowed them to get back on track and kind of feel like those good old days, if you will, when you could leave the house. But just a little thing to reset and symbolize that now was their together time, time for connection, time to put aside everything else and be there for each other. The third thing we talked about was expressing appreciation. So one of the little things Maria got stuck in when Leo was just sitting there looking lifeless is she would tell him what to do. Leo, get up. Why don't you go call one of your friends? Why don't you go for a walk? Why don't you go for a drive? And all Leo heard was nag, nag, nag. And it felt like nails clawing inside his skin. He just wanted to push her away and be like, leave me alone, trying to block her out. While Maria was just, you know, trying to be suggestive, trying to be helpful because she loved him, it was having the wrong impact. So rather than nag, 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 one of the things Maria has been working on is expressing appreciation. So when they're doing their rituals, she tries to find something every day to say she has been grateful for that he has done. So it can be something like, hey, Leo, I've just noticed you're really productive today. When I see all the things you're doing around the house, it really makes me admire you and I enjoy you and I'm proud to be your partner. What you saw was Leo started to become closer to her. The more she was praising, the more she was lighthearted, the more she was happy as opposed to when she was telling him what to do. And the more appreciation she expressed, the closer he came to her, which was what she wanted. So some of the other things you can do when, if you're noticing your partner has cabin fever, rather than giving suggestions like Maria initially did is ask your partner how they want to be supported. So of course, watching your partner suffer is incredibly painful. You do feel helpless. You feel like you just want to fix it, but rather than doing that, listen, listen, listen. I love the idea. We have two ears and one mouth for a reason, because first we have to listen. People want to be heard and understood, and they're going to be much more likely to take influence if they first feel got. So the first thing, listen, listen, listen to what's going on for them. Ask them how they want to be supported from their point of view. Okay. Now, when you listen, reflect back what they're saying, use some validation and stay away from problem solving or advice. So Leo told her, I just feel so overwhelmed and so sad. I know you want to help me, but I just need to be left alone sometimes. And that'll make me happier to see you at the end of the day. So Maria would say, Hey Leo, I get it. You just want to be alone. This change has been really hard on you. And you know what? That makes sense given everything we're going through. 
That would be an example of listening, listening, listening. Make sure you get your partner. Now you can figure out how do they want to be supported and actually figure out solutions together, but make sure you're really taking into consideration what your partner actually wants, even if it's not what you want. And if you're getting stuck, like why? Why would you do it that way? Ooh, listen to my helpful advice. That is time to go check out the podcast all about how my partner is driving me crazy, but it's really based on that notion of why are you doing it that way? Not my way. And so just remember, they're doing it their way because it's their way and there's no right or wrong. Now, one more thing you can try if your partner has some cabin fever, if they're willing, is just cuddle. Just cuddle. Yep, cuddle. Now, cuddling with someone we care about helps us deal with stress. The body, in fact, releases a stress hormone called oxytocin, giving off a calm feeling. And you know what else it gives off? A loving feeling. So if your partner's open to it, a simple suggestion can be cuddling. So one of the things that Maria and Leo did when they reunited is they would talk, listen to each other, express some appreciation, and get in a couple cuddles. Those cuddles really set the stage for some closeness. Now, hey, maybe you don't like all these suggestions. Take what you like, leave the rest. They're certainly not for everybody. If you want a little bit more, check out CCPRR's blog, Six Tips to Help Your Partner Through Depression. So we're talking about cabin fever here, but some things to help with depression are basically more or less the same. So go check out the blog. The link is in the show notes. I know how hard it is watch someone you love suffer. And here's the thing to remember, you didn't cause it, you can't cure it, you can't control it. But what we can do is influence, are we the person our partner turns to when they're ready? Or do they go to someone else? And the best thing we can do is be open-minded, kind, supportive, and loving. And just be there. Be that open ear that is ready and willing to listen. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Psych, the podcast put on by Ember Relationship Psychology. If you're looking for more free relationship help or advice that comes straight from the couple's therapy room, check out the free resources and the blog at www.emberrelationshippsychology.com.